What's up, everybody? I'm Checkers, and over there is MJ, and we are the Realists Uncensored, and we are going to be bringing you real fucking issues with real fucking opinions. What's going on, guys? How <laughs> to bring it back. What's up, everybody? Listen on YouTube, Rumble, in your favorite podcast directory. All right, so we got a, we got a busy show to get to, um, but before we jump into that, this is uh, a Realist Weekly wrap-up. There's a lot of shit going on. Um, if you don't follow us on social media, maybe you don't know about any of this. I don't know. Maybe you're under, living under a rock. But before we jump into all all the articles we got to cover, fucking, um, we got a few formats for this show. If we got some new listeners, we have the Realist Weekly Wrap Up, like today's show. We have the Realist Unwrap, where we dive into specific articles and we talk about those. And then we have Message Mondays, which MJ's got vaulted somewhere. I don't even know where they are or when they're going to be released, but he does. So I guess yeah. that's good. Um, then we have our holiday specials and uh, important dates to the country. So be on the lookout for those important dates because we do have some coming up that we deem important to the country. Right. June, January 6th is not one of them. Not at all. All right. You got anything you need to get off your chest early on? No, no, just ready to get into this uh, this show. Okay. Because I, I, I can honestly say, I just need to get off my chest that people are fucking morons. <laughs> well, that's a given. That that Especially on social media, that's a given. Yeah, but I mean, like, morons. Like, if you're going to say something about a reel, a picture or something, get get understand what's being said in that before you open up your mouth or watch the whole thing before you fucking throw out your comment. Yeah. Like it's, it, it is, be, be, it is pretty sad because you, you, uh, you look more uneducated and fucking more moronic when you watch five seconds of it or whatever it is and you don't agree with it. And right. then you leave a comment that has nothing to do with what the fucking video has to do with Yeah, that happens or, constantly or the picture or the post or whatever it is. Yeah. And that, that's starting to um, really open up my eyes. Like, I, I understood it, but it's opening up my eyes to understand why this country's in the situation it's in. Because we have so many fucking stupid people that want to get their opinion out there. And they think they know what they're talking about, but they don't. Right? They're just sheep. They, yeah. don't, they don't think for themselves. Well, it's not even they don't think for themselves. They hear something, and then they don't, they don't even understand what they've, they've processed and then they're going and running around saying saying all this shit right. that doesn't make any sense. But enough about that, because that that that's never going to get any better. That's no. that's just the world we live in, right? Until uh, it get to, gets uh, depopulized by um, all the leftist yep. ideals and agendas with mutilating and castrating our kids. Yeah, and sad. Pushing the woke agenda in the schools. But anyways. On, on a brighter side. <laughs> <laughs> Not much brighter, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to, you want to get into your first one? All right. So I have, the, my first one is from CNBC. Microsoft warns that China hackers attacked the U.S. infrastructure. Microsoft warned Wednesday that China had state sponsored hackers had compromised critical U.S. cyber infrastructure across numerous industries with a focusing on gathering intelligence. Oh, really? 
Yeah. That balloon was gathering intelligence. So why are we so shocked about this? I have no clue. (laughs) (laughs) The Chinese hacking group codenamed Volt Typhoon has operated since the mid-2021, Microsoft said in an advisory. The organization is apparently working to disrupt critical communications infrastructure between the United States and Asia. Microsoft, Microsoft said to stymie efforts during future crisis. The National Security Agency put out a bulletin Wednesday dealing, detailing how the hack works and how cybersecurity teams should respond. The attack is apparently going on in the, is a, yeah, the attack is apparently going on. The advisory Microsoft urged impacted customers to close or change credentials for all compromised accounts. U.S. intelligence agencies became aware of the incursion in February around the same time that a Chinese spy balloon downed the New, the New York Times reported. Look at that. Fuck. Did you read this article? No. It's just... Uh, common uh, sense? Yeah, common sense. <laughs> you, and, and on top of it, you have fucking um, Chinese spies coming in through the southern borders as well. They've been caught down there. Yep. So, you know, I don't know why this is such a shocking thing. Well, a lot of people probably, you know, see the because the way that the media was putting it out there with the with the southern border is that, oh, there's military age men from China coming through the southern border. And then they didn't elaborate on it. Yeah. Why do you think they're coming in through the southern border? Because it's the most open way to come in. Well, yeah, that. But they're trying to get in here to establish some some kind of residency. So they're already here when so when uh, the Chinese soldiers start coming over. They just turn around and yeah. pop you in the, yeah. in the head. Yeah, we, we, we already got, they already have Chinese uh, soldiers internally here in the States. Oh, yeah, I believe it. <clears throat> in a briefing Thursday in Beijing, a spokesman for China's Ministry of Foreign Affairs dismissed the report in, in advisories as filled with disinformation. They're, they're, they're learning from the United States. Oh, man. <laughs> and, <laughs> and asserted that the U.S. is the champion of hacking. The spokesperson also claimed that the report was a, was part of a coordinated campaign from the Five Eyes Intelligence Sharing Alliance, which is made up of agencies from Australia, Canada, New Zealand, UK, and the US. The infiltration was focused on communications infrastructure in Guam and other parts of the US, the Times reported. It was particularly alarming to US intelligence because Guam sit, sits at the heart of an American military response in case of an invasion of Taiwan. Volt Typhoon is able to infiltrate organizations using an unnamed vulnerability in a popular cybersecurity suit called FortiGuard, Microsoft said. Once the hacking group has gained access to a corporate system, it steals user credentials from the security suite and uses them to try to gain access to other corporate systems. The state-sponsored hackers aren't looking to create disruption yet, Microsoft said. Rather, the threat, the threat actor intends to perform espionage and maintain access without being detected for a long, as long as possible. Infrastructure is nearly every critical sector has been imp- impacted, Microsoft said, incu- including communications, transport, and maritime industries. Government organization, organizations were also targeted. Chinese government-backed hackers have targeted critical and sensitive information from U.S. companies before. Cummington and Burling, a, pro- a prominent law firm, was breached 
by suspected Chinese state-sponsored hackers in 2020. And, you know, it goes on and on. <clears throat> but, you know, this, this, is, uh, this is just an ongoing thing with hacking and, and, you know, how sensitive everything is, but it's supposed to be secure. Yeah. And it's not. No. It's not. So that's why you have to, you have to manage your, your shit. You can't just expect that everything's going to be okay. You have to change your passwords like, like they recommend. Um, keep an eye on all your accounts, especially banking accounts. Don't fucking click on stupid links in your fucking email like some people do. I know, I know somebody fucking, in the course of six months, they had to get three different fucking debit cards because they got scammed three different times in six months. Well, you know, when you're backwards dumb, you're backwards dumb. <laughs> but I, that's very true. That's but, very true. But, I mean, that that's probably why, um, you know, been seeing in the news that uh, people, people are getting sat phones in the government. Yeah, I actually have an article on that that kind of backs up with that. You know what I mean? So that one, this one is from Trending Politics. Dozens of U.S. senators receiving emergency satellite phones for potential disruptive event. And this came out May 22nd. So this came out before the hacking. Yeah. So it's a little a little uh, coincidental here, but... It says dozens of senators have been provided with satellite phones for emergency communications as revealed by those close to CBS News. These gadgets form part of a range of fresh security provisions made available to senators by the uh, Senate Sergeant at Arms, who assumed office shortly after uh, following the U.S. Capitol attack on January 6th. The day democracy almost died. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been their doing anyways because they, they orchestrated the whole thing. Oh. And it's all coming out. Yeah. Um, so, I, first of all, like I, like I said to you, uh, you know, the other day, I was like, shouldn't they already have these protocols, these safeguards, these, th- this backup? Why, why is it just coming out now? It doesn't make any sense. All 100 senators have been offered the satellite phone technology information received by CBS News indicates that at least half have accepted these devices, which the Senate administration team advises senators to carry with them during their journeys. In her testimony to the Senate Appropriations Committee last month, Senate Sergeant-at-Arms Karen Gibson indicated that satellite communication is being utilized to provide a secure backup mode of communication during a crisis situation. Gibson stated that the phones act as a safety net in emergency situations that ensure a redundant and secure means of communication during a disruptive event across parts of the country. Federal resources will cover the cost of satellite airtime required to operate these phone devices. Federal resources meaning... Our tax money. (laughs) An advisory uh, from the Department of Homeland Security asserted that the satellite phones serve as a means for responding and to coordinating government services in the event of a man-made or natural disaster leading to a communication blackout. Gibson was appointed at the time by Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. (laughs) 
Oh boy. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, no, you, you know, we, the, the funny thing is, is like people don't pay attention. So they're handing, what is it? Senators are getting these Yeah, satellite phones. So if they're handing out satellite phones to senators. There's obviously something coming down the road that they, they, they are, they know. Right. And, and it's, I think it's kind of weird if you remember, I don't know if he launched it yet, but Elon was supposed to have a Tesla phone Yeah, and it's not a cell phone. It's a satellite phone. Yeah. So uh, I think that's, he can't, he, he announced that, uh, I don't know, a few months ago, maybe yeah, a little longer, but, but, but it's just entertaining when you see this stuff and then people just brush it aside. Like it's not yeah. going to be, but you know, they're, they're literally slowly telling you like something's going to happen and they do this all the time. Yeah. And then when something does happen, everybody's so shocked, like, Oh no, I didn't see this happening. <laughs> I didn't know this was going to happen. So it goes on to say satellite mobile phones utilize satellites to communicate with landline, cellular, cellular, or other satellite phones in most regions of the world. Responders use satellite mobile phones for emergency communications in order to coordinate response and recovery efforts in remote areas. Keyword emergency yeah. communication. Yeah. So, emergency. Yeah. So, so planned, planned emergency. So what, what can possibly coming down the pipeline that's going to disrupt everything? An EMP? An EMP. That's a, that's a good one. I mean, I don't have my tinfoil hat on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like Andy Frisella, yeah. I think we need to start wearing our fucking tinfoil hats because like, this, like, this like shit's every, coming yeah, true. Like, like everybody. Yeah. And fucking an EMP, like a fucking um, another uh, COVID-19 pandemic type thing, only an, an, actually, an actual worse one because that, I believe, was kind of the final test to see how sheepish these people can be, meaning the American people, and, um, you know, following what the government says as what to do in this situation and what they want you to yeah, do. Yeah, but you, you had a certain percentage of the country not listening, too, and they found that out pretty quickly, too. Yeah, well, they'll... Because they'll, that's why they were... Biden was threatening everybody's jobs that was unvaccinated. Yeah, we're a threat to the country. Yeah. Because I'm unvaccinated. And well, you're, you're, a th you're more of a threat to the world economic form because now they know, okay, the, these people that didn't get vaccinated, okay, what are they going to do when we try to push our, our bigger agenda? The big one. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're going to be a problem. Yeah. And that's what we've been trying to say this whole, on this whole show, not this one specifically, but since we dropped it is, you know, because of people like me and you that are against most of this, everybody else has their right to, um, still speak their mind and no matter how wrong they are they they still say it and they're allowed to do that because all everybody that didn't get vaccinated or is fighting for you know certain freedoms that's the whole reason why they have the right to continue to do what they're doing even though it's like anti-american right so it goes on to say the need for such measures implies an elevated level of perceived threat to senators. However, this could be indicative to a of a volatile political climate and increased risk of violence or other disruptive events. The use of satellite phones is usually reserved for situations where traditional communication networks fail, such as during natural disasters or severe attacks. The provision of the of these phones could suggest that there is an anticipated risk of such significant disruption happening, which could trigger concerns about the vulnerability of existing communications infrastructure. Yep, and right here, 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 
Here goes. The funding for these security measures emerges from taxpayer dollars. No shit. Wow. They're not going to raise the money themselves. Fuck. <laughs> the cash cow of the American people is going to pay for it. I know. In a period when budgets are stretched thin due to pressing needs like healthcare, education, and, and infrastructure, the escalating cost of maintaining such heightened security could become a contentious point. And it probably will. Yeah. But it's the government. They don't give a shit. This is what they want to do. And that's what they're going to do. Exactly. Because they're not, they're not regulated. You know, they're all about regulating us and hold, you know, these are the laws for us and all that shit. But they are the, the least regulated people in the United States. But that's going to do it for that article. All right. I'm going to bring it into my next article, which is going to be like four. <laughs> but they, they all go, to, go together and they're yeah. pretty quick. So yeah. this one's from Newsmax, Senator's call for probe of Bud Light ad campaign. Ooh. Senator Ted Cruz, Republican of Texas, and Marsha Blackburn, Republican of Tennessee, called for the Beer Institute to investigate Anheuser-Busch's marketing campaign that promoted transgender transgender influencer Dick Swingin' Dylan Mulvaney. Cruz, ranking member on the Senate Commerce Committee and Blackburn, ranking member of the subcommittee, on commerce protection, product safety, and data security, all all uh, so opened an investigation into the Bud Light campaign. The two senators wrote Anheuser-Busch CEO Brenda Wentworth, who is also the chairman of the Beer Institute, and urged him to... Uh, sorry, that wasn't Brenda. It was Brendan. <laughs> maybe Brenda you never know oh yeah I don't want to assume I don't want to assume I don't want to assume you misogynist what the fuck I know especially with Transheiser Bush over here and urged him to open a probe into whether uh, the company violated guidelines that prohibited beer companies for promoting their products to a younger audience hmm didn't you say something about this oh maybe (laughs) because uh Fucking Dick Swing and Dylan Mulvaney doesn't identify as an adult woman. He identifies as a preteen, preteen um, girl. Girl, and you said something about about this being like, oh, well, maybe they're upset about you know, and they're gonna look into it because now that's kind of like promoting towards children. Yeah, and it is. Man, we need our tinfoil hats. the right? <laughs> The Beer Institute is the beer industry's self regulator. regulatory body that establishes buying and advertising guidelines for beer companies. The Senator's letter to Winthworth um, specifically mentioned TikTok videos uh, Mulvaney posted leading up to the Bud Light campaign. Cruz and Blackburn alleged that Dick Swing and Mulvaney's TikTok series, Days of Girlhood, targets an audience younger than Beer Institute's guidelines. Damn. Right on, dude. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Fucking like it. The no, I'm saying you're right on with what you said. Like <laughs> the use of the phrase girlhood was not a slip of the tongue, but rather um an embell- embellishment of the series of Dick Swing and Mulvaney's online content that was specifically used to target Yep, they're another big one, but that's not what this is. (laughs) Target, market, and attract an audience of young people who are 
well below the legal drinking age in the United States, wrote Cruz and Blackburn, who also on Transheiser Bush to serve ties with Dick Swing and Bolvaney. Cruz and Blackburn also request documents from Transheiser Bush related to the partnership, including communication scripts of social media content, solicit- solicitations of content, and the company's corporate policy for advertising on social media platforms. We believe that Transheiser Bush's clear failure to exercise appropriate, uh, appropriate due to diligence um, when selecting online influencers for its marketing efforts warrants de- detailed oversight by Congress, Cruz and Blackburn wrote. On social media Thursday, Cruz said Transheiser Bush needs to answer questions about the marketing campaign with Dick Swingin Mulvaney. Um, content is direct hit, uh, his contact, uh, content is directed towards a younger audience. He bought Barbie dolls and role-played as a six-year-old named, um, Elise. Bud Light is an adult beverage. Transheiser Bush needs to answer our questions about their partnership with him. Cruz tweeted. Yeah. I, I fucking agree. I know you do because you were just talking about this. Yeah. Okay. So that's going to lead me into... <clears throat> This next article, this is uh, from ASUSA, okay? Budweiser boycott, drop in sales forces the company to make management changes. So now, this is hitting Budweiser. Good. And it's all because of one person. See what, see? Well, I mean, I the, but they're, they're all the same company, but it's probably affecting the, the sales. So, you know, because each each product has its own margin. Right. So, um, two Transheiser Bush's InBev executives who or, or, uh, organized Bud Light's advert with TikTok star Dick Swing and Dylan Mulvaney have been put to leave. Uh, Alyssa, I don't know how to say her fucking last name, vice president of marketing for Bud Light, and Daniel Blake, Budweiser Group's vice president for marketing, faced death threats for their collaboration with the transgender influencer. Given the circumstances, Alyssa has decided to take a leave of absence, uh, which we support. Okay, you support because you're just going to give her a severance package of some Bud Light you can't sell. It's yeah. probably going to be expired, but I'll get to the reason why that's probably <laughs> going to be the severance package. And Anheuser-Busch spokesperson said in an email, Daniel has also decided to take a leave of absence. In a blatant attempt to appeal to their lost audience, Bud Light cans will be branded with a camouflage pattern for a short time. Yeah, and then their whole marketing behind that is, oh, percentage of the proceeds we get from the sale of those cans is going to go to an organization that helps out families of fallen soldiers, which... You, you shouldn't be using that to gain sales back. No, that, that's, that's a slap wrong. in the yeah, face. Yeah, that's wrong. You should, you should be doing that all year round, giving a percentage of your proceeds to something like that. Yeah. Why are the executives losing their jobs in the first place? Budweiser has been met with a controver- uh, conservative backlash after the decision to partner with transgender TikTok, Dick Swing and Dylan Mulvaney in their new advertising campaign. The TikTok star posted a video promoting 
the Bud Light's March Madness contest, which gave customers a chance to win $15,000. And the company also sent an influencer a can with the likeness to commemorate one year since he transitioned genders. No, that's not what it was for. What was it for, MJ? His one year is womanhood. Exactly. Don't, 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 he, I don't even know why I said womanhood. He doesn't, he doesn't identify as a woman. Yeah. So conservatives have, ta- have taken the opportunity to attack a publicly visible transgender person by boycotting the brand. Analysts say these sales drop sales drops are due to the advert, uh, to the advert due to other comparable companies posting healthy sales. According to data from Bump Williams Consulting, partner company Transheiser Bush InBev sold $71.5 million worth of Bud Light in the week ending 20, uh, April 29th, a 23% drop compared to a year ago. Budweiser sales totaled $31.5 million that same week, down roughly 11%. Uh, oh, wow. Pedophile Biden administration... Um, press secretary KJP said of a bomb threat against one of the brewery's facilities that violence and, um, violence against transgender Americans has to stop. How about the violence? Oh, 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 hold on. (laughs) There was a bomb threat against a brewery. Right, right. So, so transgender Americans Violence has to stop. So transgender Americans are breweries now? Is that what she's saying? Yeah, I guess so. That's what they identify as. Budweiser distancing themselves from that. The advert has also irked supporters of Mulvaney, who see the reaction of the company as a, as, um, as a reaction to what the right wing is doing. Well, fucking Bud, Bud Light's trying to save their goddamn company, but it's <laughs> right. If people don't agree with it, they don't agree with it. Like, fuck off. Yeah, you don't. You don't like the fact that some people are against gay or or lesbian or transgender. Then get guess what? You're in you're in America. That is a right. You can you don't have to agree with everybody with everything. So we're gonna bring it into the next one because you know they're they're apparently you know they're acting like oh we're still doing so well. Fox News, Bud Light buying back unsold expired beer from wholesalers as it continued to suffer. That's going to be their severance package to the uh, people leaving some expired beer. Yeah. Wall Street Journal reported Transheiser Bush will try to help struggling wholesalers, which um, they are struggling because around this time of the year, you see a lot of the beer distributor trucks that deliver to the liquor stores, they're out all over the place. I haven't seen one of them at one of the liquor stores. No. Bud Light has reportedly informed wholesalers it would buy back unsold beer once it expires as the company continues to face backlash from its polarizing pact with transgender influencer. Who is it? Dick Swingin' Dylan Mulvaney. Correct. <laughs> the World, the Wall Street Journal published a lengthy feature on the company's struggles after conservatives across America have ditched Bud Light over a saga that began in March when Dick Swingin' Mulvaney publicized that the beer company sent packs of Bud Light. Fe- oh, now it's packs. Now it's packs. Packs. 
Bud Light featuring influencers face as well as way to celebrate a full year of girlhood. Oh, oh they, they got it right. That no, time. they can't get it right because first it was womanhood. Then it was just transitioning. Now it's girlhood. No, nobody can get their, their story straight. And like we said, this is why the senators are probing into their, um, their ad campaign. Yeah. Their ad campaign because right there, Okay, backlash was swift, and the promotion is now considered one of the most polarizing in history on the digital space. Now it seems parent company, Transheiser Bush, has taken <laughs> steps to help wholesalers who have been hit. The brewer recently told its wholesalers that it will buy back unsold cases of beer that have gone past expiration date, Wall Street Journal said. Transheiser Bush did not immediately respond to a request for a comment. Oh, wow, they didn't? Transheiser Bush works with 385 independent distributors and wholesalers across the country, the Wall Street Journal added. Many of them are family-owned businesses that have carried Transheiser Bush products for generations. The wholesalers, employees, many driving trucks bearing the Bud Light logo, were soon confronted by angry people in the streets, in stores, and in bars. There were bomb threats against several Transheiser Bush facilities and wholesaler locations. Compared to a year ago, retail sales of Bud Light in the U.S. were down 23.6%, and the week ending May 6, uh, surpassing the 23.3% decline the brand saw the last week of April, according to, you know, Bump Williams Consulting. So, like you said, they, this, this is going to hurt them even more because now they're buying back the product and this article yeah. goes on, but I need to get into the next one. Cause we got to, you know, we, we still got a bunch we got to cover, but this goes on. You can find this one on Fox news, but they're going to end up buying back their product. And what's that going to do? That's going to cost them money. Yep. That's so it's going to add to the deficit. Yeah. Okay. So now we're, we're, it comes full circle here. This article is from Newsmax. <laughs> we started there and then there, but light discounts aim to mend hit from Ad debacle. Bud Light maker Transheiser Bush is offering deep discounts for Memorial Day in another bid to bounce back from a hit that took it took from an ill-fated ad campaign with featuring trans influencer, we all know, Dick Swingin' Dylan Mulvaney, that identifies as a preteen little girl. Through May 31st, Bud Light is advertising a summer rebate of $15 to make your Memorial Day weekend easier to enjoy. When customers buy a 15-pack or larger of Bud Light, Budweiser Select or Budweiser Select 55. So any of the the, Bud, the real Bud products, you know, yep. um, they'll, they'll give you a $15 rebate. Wow. You know? Great for them. Uh, yeah. So 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 now people got to fucking mail in this voucher and wait for fifteen bucks. Why not just Why not just give the discount right up front? Uh, exactly, because they're counting on and they don't want to actually give you all of that. Yeah, and you know what's going to happen? The rebate will come in in fucking like a year or something. Yeah, it yeah. takes forever. Yeah, forever. Oh, the rebate will be paid with a digital prepaid. Oh, fucking even better! Digital prepaid card that you can't, you know. Jesus Christ. You know, and, and it's probably going to be one of those cards that isn't accepted everywhere. Right. According to Bud Light website, up to two rebate submissions can be made. Wow. One between 
May 17th and May 23rd, and another between May 24th and May 31st, according to terms and conditions. The offers also available for packs of Budweiser Select and Select 55. The New York Post, um, which was first reported the discount, noted Bud Light sales have taken a dive since April 1st when Dick Swing and Mulvaney shared on Instagram posts a custom Bud Light, Bud Light can Transheiser Bush sent him to celebrate 365 days of girlhood. Okay, now it's coming out as girlhood. Um, <laughs> sales of the popular beer were down nearly 25% for a week ending May 31st compared to the the, week, the year earlier, like I've been saying. According to the Post, um, nearly, nearly 24% dip from the week earlier. Transheiser Bush's share price has fallen $7.99, to a 58.74 on Tuesday, or nearly 12% since March 31st close. The Friday before Dick Swing and Mulvaney appeared on Twitter to brag about the personalized Bud Light can in partnership. The drop represents about $16 billion in lost capital. Jesus. The backlash is also dragging down Transheiser Bush's brands, according to the Post, including... Michelob Ultra, or as my brother will call it, Chickalobe Ultra. (laughs) 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 Uh, Budweiser, Bush, Bush Light, and Natural Light. And I I would assume it's uh, affecting Stella and Landshark and, you know, a bunch of other brands. Many other brands. So, you know, they're really feeling it because, you know, Probably if this this ad campaign doesn't work out to you know get that rebate, they're they're going to be hurting big time. They're probably going to be in the thirties, like a thirty percent decline. Yeah. And then what are they going to do for Fourth of July? Because they're going to be fucked. Yeah, because you know what they got to do is they got to address the fact that nobody wants to be seen with their project product. Yeah. If you got fucking people going in. going and uh, fucking yelling at the drivers trying to uh, deliver the shit. Nobody wants to be seen with the shit. Right. And, you know, that that's the thing. Just, you know, people shouldn't be doing that because, I, I, you know, they're just doing their job. I mean, obviously, some yeah. people are proud to work for Anheuser-Busch or whatever. But, I mean, I... I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with their... Because they're out there just trying to trying to make a living too but you know that that should be a sign of where of where everybody's sitting too is like you know yeah people don't even want to see the fucking bud light truck rolling into their fucking parking lot yeah they see and they get pissed off like yeah rightfully so yeah rightfully so definitely okay so bring what's your next one so i actually just found this one that um popped up um kind of goes along with the the other two that i just did so this is from fox news WHO chief warns of future pathogens with even deadlier potential than COVID-19. Oh, wow. Start to connect the dots, people. Use your heads. (laughs) The head of the World Health Organization warned Monday that the world must prepare for the next global pandemic, warning that the consequences could be even deadlier in the future. And you have to ask yourself, why are they saying this? Use your head. The threat of another variant emerging that causes new surges of disease and death remains, and that the threat of another path- pathogen emerging with even deadlier potential remains. 
WHO Director General Dr. Tedros Adahom wow, Gebreisis told, told a meeting of the World Health Assembly in Geneva, noting that pandemics are far from the only threat we face. Tedros stressed that the international community cannot kick this can down the road. Okay. <laughs> it must be Budweiser. <laughs> if we do not make the changes that must be made, then who will? And if we do not make them now, then when? When the pan- next pandemic comes knocking, and it will, we must be ready to answer decisively, collectively, and equitably, he said, he stressed. Tedra said that it was emergent, encouraging and a relief to see life return to normal, although cases are still spreading. And he said the pand- pandemic has shown that the world's popul- uh, populace needs to be better protected. The U.S. being better protected is depopulation. But anyways, the U.S. ended its uh, public health emergency on May 11th. Earlier in the month, the WHO officially ended the COVID-19 global global health emergency. However, while the pandemic has been on a downward trend, Tedros noted in a previous briefing that the virus was still killing and changing. Just days ago, a WHO advisory group recommended that booster shots for this year be updated to target one of the current dominant XBB variants. <laughs> How many variants are they going to have? I don't know. They just, it, it, it works, though. That's why, because people still get vaccinated. So they're like, oh, there's a new variant. And people are like, oh, oh shit. They should name one uh, fucking, fucking Biden. He's yeah, a virus. Just, <laughs> just take his fucking <laughs> whatever, whatever his fucking um the three letters is fucking uh yeah of his uh, name, and then make that the fucking variant. Yeah. J J B. Yeah, what, what Edwin he's it's Joseph Edwin Biden, I think it is. Oh, is it? I'm so there you sure go. There you go. There's the next variant. The risk remains of new variants emerging that cause new surges into the in cases and deaths, said Tetros. More than three years after the pandemic started, the virus has caused an estimated 766 million cases, cases, okay, cases globally, and nearly 7 million deaths. deaths. Oh, Robin, That's a, Robinette. Robinette. What the fuck is that? Robinette. Robinette. So no one, no one is for trans. JRB. <laughs> that should be the new uh, variant. There you go. But it says nearly 7 million deaths according to the WHO coronavirus dashboard. And that is a motherfucking lie because there were reports after reports that people were being diagnosed with dying from COVID when they were actually, when they actually had COVID, but they were killed in a motorcycle accident or a car accident or something like that. Some other, some other thing. Tedra said that the announcement made that many mistakes were made, including a lack of coordination, equity, and solidarity. We must, yeah, because fucking Fauci was the head of it. He didn't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> we must pro, uh, promise ourselves and our children and get grandchildren that we will never make those mistakes again. Exactly. Don't listen to Fauci. Perfect. <laughs> That's it for that article. All right. Well, I'm going to bring it into my next one because it has to do with the World Health Organization too. This was sent in by a listener. It's a little, little bit of an old one, but it's uh, come across. Um, 
you know, our messages that we, we should talk about this and it's from this month, but I didn't even see this. Okay. The world health organization has a message for parents, sexuality, sexuality, or, uh, education starts at birth. Yeah. Fuck that. Okay. And it's funny because this, this is going on over in, I kind of scanned the article. It's kind of going over in Europe, but anything that starts there usually ends up over here. And the fact that Biden, um, transferred, uh, all of our health shit over to them being in charge of it. Um, this, this could affect Americans pretty soon. Right. So the United Nations is the last organization which should be giving advice on this sensitive topic. The World Health Organization has orchestrated a framework for policy makers, educational and health authorities, and specialists titled Standards for Sexuality Education in Europe. Its purpose is to standardize, in other words, override the, the diverse teaching practices of each sovereign nation within Europe and the wider international community, which regards sexual education, having all but force European nations to comply. The United nations is seeking to explain, Oh, expand a similar framework to all UN member States, including Australia. This framework is called international guidance of sexuality education Produced as a part of the UN Education 2030. Oh wow, it's part. It's part of the 2030 agenda. Mm. Mm. World Economic Forum. Um, the and countersigned by UNICEF. The uh, the the WHO are now actively promoting the framework. In mid-April 2023, the Commission of Population and Development failed to reach a consensus on advancing the strategy, providing um, uh, a, pro, uh, providing the information right now. So, you know, that, that's what they're going on. You know, and here, starting sex education at birth, the WHO lays out its reasoning for teaching children age zero to six, the detail of biological reproduction. How the fuck is an infant going to find out? They can't comprehend it. No. Fucking idiots. That it is. Children who are still young enough to believe in Santa and the tooth fairy. By age six, the world, the world Health Organization wants the education industry and presumably their teachers to expose children to concepts of intercourse, masturbation, and pornography. By the age of nine, they are expected to reach an adult knowledge of sex, including teaching of masturbation and view of online pornography. This isn't school. Wow. Wow. At the age of 12, remembering that we we are still talking about children, the World Health Organization wishes uh, the official European education course to explore political and emotional responses to sex, puberty, and gender. Starting sex education at birth is an indication of mindset of these people. Zero to four-year-olds should be able to distinguish between consensual and non-consensual uh, sexual interaction and develop a positive attitude to the different sexual styles of adults. How the fuck? Wait, at, what? To, right to the sexual adults what oh, hold on geez. zero to four year olds should be able to distinguish between consensual and non-consensual sexual interaction and develop positive attitude to a different sexual styles of adults 
How the hell is an infant supposed to be like, yeah, let's do this. That's all fucking, it's right there in your face. That's grooming right yeah. there. It's just fucking. These standards, if you can call them that, from part of the initiative launched by the the World Health Organization Region Office for Europe in 2008 and were further developed by the Federal Center of Health Education and collaborated of 19 experts from the Western European countries. In their own words, it was created as a part of a new need of sexual education triggered by various developments during the past decades. These include globalization and migration of new population groups with different culture and religious backgrounds, the rapid spread of new media, particularly the internet and mobile phone technology, the emergence and spread of HIV and AIDS, increasing concerns about sexual abuse of children and adolescents, and not le- uh, least changing attitudes towards sexuality and changing sexual behavior among young people. It sounds <coughs> as though bad parenting, um, incompatible, incompatible culture practices, and lackluster policying of child abuse is being used to excuse to, uh, no, used as an excuse to do away with fundamental child protection standards and the innocence of children that the West used to pride itself in. The original argument for introducing basic sexual education into the school system centered around child safety, okay? These courses were designed to catch up, uh, particularly for young girls who have reached an age where it, it was possible for them to get pregnant to ensure they understand or understood reproductive essentials in order to protect themselves. The point was to avoid dangerous adolescent pregnancies and abuse, not to encourage sexual behavior in minors. Now it appears that adults seeking affirmation for their sexual choices are flooding the education system with age-appropriate content is is being solidified through the uh, etiquettes and unelected global bureaucracies such as the uh, World Health Organization. So this article you can find on Meerkat, Ornet, um, and th- th- this is a pretty lengthy um, article, but um, I just covered that that section of it. It does go in um, into like a generation of increasingly sexualized children, the significant uh, significant ethical problems, um, sex positive education demographic changes like it, it covers a lot starting sex education at birth i mean that's just absolutely ridiculous. yeah we, we we could spend a lot of time on this article but we got we got a bunch of other stuff so if you want to check this out it's at uh, meerkat or net.com and uh just search the world e- world health organization has a message for parents sexuality education starts at birth might even um yeah, I think we'll, we for this one, we'll put the link on uh, the website in case anybody wants to check it out. So that would be at our uh, Podbean website. Podbean. Yeah, podbean.com slash The Realist Uncensored. You can find the link for this. I'll put it up there in case anybody wants to check this out further because it is a very lengthy article. Yeah. All right. So my next article is from Fox News. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton launches probe into Texas... Children's Hospital over Gender Transitioning Procedures. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton announced an investigation into Texas Children's Hospital Friday 
regarding the hospital's gender transitioning procedures week, uh, weeks after a similar probe into a separate hospital conducting such procedures. I've been clear that any gender tran- transitioning procedures that hurt our children constitute child abuse under Texas law, Paxson said in a statement released, and it does. Recent reports indicate that Texas Children's Hospital may be unlawfully performing such procedures, and my office is, is, it is working to uncover the truth. I'm committed to investigating the, uh, the intent entity in our state to ensure that our children are protected, Passing continued. Though many unhinged activists com- uh, compromising of healthcare field, of the healthcare field, think otherwise. Children are not being treated as science experiments. Uh, yeah, they are. <laughs> Just because you say they're not, that doesn't mean that, that, that they're not. Doctors and hospitals should be not should not be pushing mutilative and irreversible gender transitioning procedures that will negatively impact innocent children for the rest of their lives. Exactly, and it's not the not just the surgery; it's the injections and all that shit that's gonna fucking fuck them for the rest of their lives. They're not gonna be able to have kids. No. Paxton's office also released a request to examine RTE. As part of the probe, requesting 25 types of documents to be made av- available to the Attorney General's office by June 20, uh, June 19th, which I, th- I think they should just be able to fucking walk in there and be like, give me those files. <laughs> <laughs> Such documents requested includes documents related to the policies and procedures of the TCH's use of puberty blockers on minors in the state of Texas. This is exactly what, what they're trying to dumb down the puberty blockers, but that's essential for, for childbearing on both sides. Documents related to the development, assessment, and reassessment of T- TCH's policy and procedures concerning the use of puberty blockers on minors, as well as documents related to TCH's use of per- puberty blockers on minors with and without the consent of a parent. Fox News Digital reached out to Paxton's office and the Texas Children's Hospital for comment but did not immediately hear back. I wonder why. Paxson's probe into Texas Children's Hospital comes on the heels of a similar investigation launched in early May into Dell's, Dell Children's Medical Center looking into the hospital's gender transitioning uh, procedures on children. It is, distur- it is deeply disturbing, and there is no place for it in Texas. Along these lines, there have been a number of recent reports about politically illegal... Uh, I mean, sorry potentially illegal activity at Dell Children's Medical Center, and this investigation aims to uncover the truth, Paxton said. The Dell Children's Medical Center investigation was launched following a part a report from Project Veritas, which appeared to show the hospital admitting to having patients starting as young as eight or nine who received gender transitioning care. A spokesperson for the hospital previously told Fox News Digital it, after its initial publication that it is conducting a thorough review, uh, review of the situation. Just two days prior to Paxson announcing the latest hospital probe, Texas lawmakers gave final approval to Senate Bill 14, which would prohibit transgender youth from getting puberty blockers and other hormone uh, therapy needed to transition. The bill would also seek to wean patients currently receiving such care off the treatment in a medically appropriate manner. Uh, the damage is already done, though, with that. Like mm-hmm. it's w- Once they go on it, it uh, that's it. The Senate Bill 14 is now headed to Republican Governor Greg Abbott's office at, after a 19-12 to 12 vote that would t- ban the effect 
effective September 1st if signed by the governor. Why why the fuck is it 19 to 12? Why know. the fuck is it that close? That that should be fucking there should be fucking what what would that be? 31 to 0. That's what it should be. The fucking oh my god. But that'll do it for that article. All right, my next article is the New Hampshire bill requires schools to inform parents about children's gender identity fails. Why? Because they don't want parents to know. Exactly. A New Hampshire bill requiring school officials to tell parents if their children are changing their gender identity narrowly failed in the state house Thursday. The bill had passed the GOP dominant Senate in March along party lines. But while Republicans hold a razor thin majority in the 400 member house, Democrats had a one vote edge in attendance for Thursday's session. The bill was ultimately defeated 195 to 190 with two Republicans siding with Democrats to oppose it. The bill sought to establish a, um, constant mechanism for parents to be notified of information re, uh, relating to health, well-being, and educational process of their minor children while those children are in the custody and control of public schools. And this article is on Breibart, just so you know, so you can find it over there. Lawmakers also voted to um, identifiably postpone the bill, meaning it cannot be revisited this session according to a report. House Majority Leader Jason Osborne said this will send a message to parents that they must continue until the next election when they can replace their representatives to accept that school is a mysterious and secretive black box where they deposit their children. Who knows what happens inside that box and who knows what comes out on the other side? Yep. Exactly. And this and is why. Oh, oh go. I think we're going to say the same thing. <laughs> you should be teaching your kids at home. Yeah. What's need to be homeschooled. Wow, wow. <laughs> Governor Chris Sanun notably vetoed a similar bill last year that would have required schools to notify parents if their children were identifying as a different sex than they were born. The governor, the governor on Wednesday said that he supported the new bill and the, that reports the state's. The Republican presidential candidate, um, Rimeshwamy, reacted to the bill's failure on Twitter, saying the bill that shores up parent, uh, parental rights should, be, um, should not be controversial. Time to empower parents again, he added. Opponents of the bill claimed that it would expose LGBTQ plus students to possible abuse at home. If I have... <clears throat> If I have to keep a record and call every one of those parents every single time I see Susie or Sally hugging uh, hugging in the hallway, we will never have another public uh, school teacher again. Democrat uh, Representative Linda Ryan said, I strongly encourage you to go to your public schools and substitute for less than $100 a day and see for your own self that will... Uh, what the bill will do to the public schools and our teachers. And that, that, that wraps up that one. So New Hampshire is for the trans, trans agenda and they are for mutilating and castrating your children. That's like most of the, most of the New England area states. 
Yeah, they you know? suck. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, they do. I don't know who would want to live there. No, me neither. Fucking shitholes. Right? <laughs> so my next article is from, well, my last article is from CNN Health. The FDA advisors vote in support of RSV vaccine to protect newborns. Uh, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration's independent vaccine advisors voted Thursday in favor of recommending approval of a new vaccine to protect infants and respiratory sensitive virus known as RSV. This is great news for kids and moms everywhere in the U.S., said Dr. David Kim, a member of the advisory committee who voted in favor of the vaccine. Kim is director of the Division of Vaccines at the Office of Infectious Diseases in the Department of Health and Human Services. The burden of RSV disease is high, and there's a de- definite need for preventative care. Um, it hasn't really come up that much until the media started to push it. Mm-hmm. Because I had never heard of RSV until um, I think my daughter was like four or five. Yeah, so it's only a female thing. Yeah. Right? That's where, you, that's where you're getting at? Yeah. Okay. So it goes on to say the committee considered the vaccine. So Dick Swing and Dylan Mulvaney, who identifies as a female, can't get it. Oh, man. He wants that. <laughs> he can get colon cancer, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to leave that one alone. <laughs> the committee. God. The committee considered the vaccine safety and effect. Uh, the vaccine safety and effectiveness. The advisors voted unanimously that it was effective, but they were not universal, not in universal agreement about its safety based on the data that has been collected. I find the data uh, on efficient efficiency quite compelling, in particular, the high efficiency against severe RSV cases, said Dr. Holly Janes, professor in the Vaccine and uh, Infectious Diseases Division in the Public Health Sciences Division at the Fred Hutchinson Cancer Center, who voted yes on the efficiency question, but no on the safety question. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay, so you can kill the virus and, and the patient. Cool. <laughs> but you stop the spread. That's the point, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, that's All the right. point. And, and you're, you're helping depopulation depopulate the planet. Yeah. Fucking win-win. Starting with the kids. <laughs> yeah, that's their goal. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the agenda. I'm still wrestling with the total, uh, the totality of the evidence," she said. "I sort of wish we, that we could have, we could have some more discussion and more data on how to put these benefits and potential risks together. So then, don't push it through. If you don't have enough fucking da- data, then you you don't push it through. Yeah. But you know, this is the FDA. They they know what they're doing. Of course, the approval decision now goes to the. Oh, that was that wasn't the FDA. The approval decision now goes to the FDA. The agency ultimately approves the vaccine. It will be the first to protect babies against RSV, a goal uh, goal scientists have been working toward for decades. The maternal uh, vaccine is a single-dose shot that would be given to a pregnant, to a, who the fuck wrote this? The single-dose shot would be given to a pregnant people late in pregnancy. (laughs) Okay, good job, CNN Health. It would trigger the development of antibodies that are passed on to the fetus and provide protection for about the first six months of the baby's life. 
They don't they don't like to do long term things, do they? Nope. How can it work and then stop working? That doesn't make sense. Trials show that vaccine made by Pfizer cuts the risk that infants would need to see a doctor or be admitted to the hospital with moderate to severe infection, according to a new analysis by government regulators. Oh, and this is a wow, yeah, this is a lengthy article. Um, but I have uh personal uh, thing with with RSV. Um, when my daughter was bo- born, yes, they they were starting to talk to my ex wife about this. Oh wow! In in order to kind of see how how the my daughter would react with the RSV, they were kind of testing it with my ex wife. So around four so or five they, years so old, they wanted to test it on your daughter. Well, no, they they wanted to give it to my daughter, but um, there was an option where. My ex-wife, her mother, could take the RSV because at that yeah. time it was three and three different injections, and see how the how the mother does, and how the mother does is gonna kind of be like how the how the kid's gonna get you know uh, handle the the vaccine, and um, so like I said, around four or five years old, she was they wanted to give it to her, and fucking my my ex-wife got the first two doses and became extremely sick, like base bedridden for like a week. Um, and she wasn't sick with like a cold, like her in, she, she was like my insides, like I I'm hurting inside. So like, like this article just said, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna kill the virus, but it's probably going to kill the host also. Yeah. So I mean, I like the COVID vaccine. Yeah, exactly. You know, fucking double, you know, get, was it, uh, one bird, two stones, or whatever the fuck that is. Yeah. All right. Kill two birds with one stone. Yeah. There you go. That's what it is. Come on. <laughs> That's before my time. <laughs> well, yeah, when you're fucking in your 60s, I guess. <laughs> I can't remember what that is. <laughs> but that's, that's going to be it for that article, because that, that article is huge. Oh, yeah, all right. Do, do, do we need to throw a link of it on the website, or...? Yeah, I can throw a link for it. It's um, CBS, uh, not CNN Health. All right, we'll get I'll that throw one it in we'll, there. We'll get that one up there. Um, Breibart, uh, Riley Gaines urges Congress to pass a bill defining women. I already did that. <laughs> what do you mean? I, I, well, we we talked about what is a woman. Yeah, we we so yeah we talked. I thought you were saying you passed this bill already. No, no. But, <laughs> Riley Gaines, a former top college athlete, called Congress on Wednesday to pass the Women's Bill of Rights, which would clarify the term woman, is based on biology rather than personal identity when it appears in federal law. The bill, led by Rep. Debbie Lesko, Republican of Arizona, and co-sponsored by about two dozen other Republicans, would codify the meanings of several of these sex-based terms, including sex, woman, man, girl, boy, mother, and father. Well, if if you if you don't know, you can listen to our episode. What is a woman? It clarifies all this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, if if you need to be educated, this is a crucial. This is crucial to ensure that women were entitled to, uh, we're entitled to our privacy and our safety and our fairness and our equal opportunity gains said, adding, I'm speaking for so much more than just myself. Good. Yeah. Support it. 
Exactly. But I'm a misogynist. Gains yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a decorated <laughs> swimmer who now now serves as an independent woman's voice spokesman gained national attention last year after trying uh trying after tying down to the hunt uh, hundredth of a second with Leah Thomas, a man, in an NCAA women's national swimming championship event, which good on her. Yeah. T- tying uh a biological man. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, recalling the pivotal moment when, as Gaines described it, the NCAA, NCAA chose to give its fifth place trophy to Thomas over her, the um, and male Gaines her trophy later. Yeah, because of publicity, you know, for yep. the trans movement. Gaines said, "What mattered to the left was protecting the feelings of a male at the expense of our own." The Women's Bill of Rights also highlights the well-documented differences in the body composition between a man and a woman and states that there are important reasons to distinguish between the sexes that respect to athlete, athletics, prisons, domestic violence shelters, restrooms, and other areas. I can tell you right now what the difference is. A biological man has a dick that works. Right. Okay. A woman has a vagina that works. Exactly. And you, by that meaning bearing children and all that other shit. Yeah. Laminating the silence that she says women have been subjected to. Gaines said it's 2023. We have the right to vote as women. We can own property, but we have to plead and beg for privacy in our locker rooms. So we're not violated. And when you do plead and beg, you are called a bigot. You're a transphobic or for wanting safety. Well, I'll tell you, I agree with what she's saying. You women Absolutely. shouldn't even be fighting or begging for that. And if anybody wants to call me a bigot or a trans, a transphobic, you know, asshole or whatever fucking term they want to want to use a fascist or whatever. Great. I'll, I'll take the title. Yeah. If it means supporting women in their privacy and support supporting our kids safety also, because you know, you've been hearing a lot of articles about, you know, trying to protect the kids. But, you know, apparently a lot of Americans aren't for that. So continued today, she continued, today there is no law that really defines sex-based terms like women and like female. And as we've mentioned until recently, no one would have thought these terms would ever need to be, need clarification. Absolutely. as we've seen lately, Unelected bureaucrats and judges and officials and administrations have altered the legal meaning of these sex-based terms to interpret interpret it as what they want. The public knows what a woman is, and it's time that our laws did too. Very good. Very good. Very, 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 very fucking good. Yeah. Also... Um, present at the event was Rep. Anna Paulina Luna, Republican of Florida, who is accepting uh, expecting a baby in August, making her one of only a handful of women to ever give birth while serving in Congress. Luna, um, one of the bill's co-sponsors, emphasized um, occurrences like pregnancy that are unique to women. <laughs> duh like i'm not saying duh to her i'm saying like it's the concept yeah it it, it's crazy that she even has to say that 
Yeah. Men can't have children. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) As you, as you guys know, I'm pregnant right now. And if anyone wants to debate that, I'd be happy to have a conversation with them about how it works. But you, they cannot have periods. I agree. <laughs> you and said they, that multiple times. And they cannot do what we can do. Luna said, biologically, they're simply different. Wow. Okay. Yeah, wow. I, I've been saying that. Sad. She added, Christ. to be clear, this is not anti-trans. This is simply standing up for women. Absolutely. Exactly. There we go. Exactly. Fucking- So that, I mean, it's, it's fucking sad. Like, like she said, everybody knows what a woman is. They're just trying to redefine and re and change history. Yeah. So that, that wraps up that article. Nice. I'm all out. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, the next one we'll bring it into, which if you haven't heard, hmm. Hmm. Target, um, came out with their LGBT plus two, Plus minus divided by yeah, whatever <laughs> clothing line. Okay. And me and MJ do not have a problem. If you want to celebrate your pride or whatever, because everybody in America needs some sort of, um, month to identify what they are, except for white people and straight and straight. But oh. no, I, I want to know when they're going to have the toxic masculinity month awareness for that. <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, um, it goes further because Target is slammed for selling women's bathing suits with a section to tuck private parts in their new pride collection. This includes clothes for babies and children with trans-friendly slogans. I don't even get how that made it through. (laughs) Well, we'll we'll get into that. So Target's pride collection for... 2023 includes a tuck-friendly bathing suit with extra crotch coverage designed to conceal a person's dick. Doesn't say that. I, I'm just, I'm just letting you know. I figured. The, the collection <laughs> has been criticized for also including terms for babies and children. It's disgusting. I get, it, I, it, I it is like I, like I, I don't understand. Like we got a onesie right here. Just be you and feel the love. Okay. Well, baby, that that's all they're doing is they're just being, they're just being yeah, themselves. Yeah. yeah, they're being a baby. <laughs> then they have a book. Twas the night before pride. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> then they have a calendar that you can put up on the wall. 2023, 2024, queer all year. Oh, they, they have they have sandals they have they have all kinds of shit i mean and you know we'll we'll lead into this i mean they they have a um collection includes features range of clothings and home goods including time green adult romper suits that says with uh suits with the word gay and on the back it says live laugh lesb- uh, lesbian t-shirts you know they have um they have mugs that say gender fluid on it. Gender fluid. Yeah. Like, you know, fuck, fucking disgusting. And, it then is. They, and then they have uh rainbow onesies. Like, why do you got to be putting your babies on the shit? Like they're not an accessory. No, exactly. So, you know, going, moving forward with this target CEO, 
Um, this is a New York Post one, uh, article. The Target seat. I know I forgot to tell you what the last article was, but you you know, figure it out. <laughs> Target CEO defends LGBTQ friendly kids clothing amid boycott. The right thing for society. This guy is fucked. Yeah, he is. So one of the one um one shirt for a kid is trans people will always exist. Yeah, in a mental institution. Um, <laughs> That's what they should be. Yeah. So, you know, he went on to um, uh, with, with uh, saying that um, basically he, he supports everything that the, um, the clothing line stands for, and he, he's not pulling it down. He said, end quote, um, I think those are just good business decisions and it's uh, the right thing to, for society. And it t- it's the great thing for our brand. The things we've done for the DE and I diversity, equity, and inclusion standpoint, it's adding value. It's helping us drive sales. It's help building greater engagement with both, uh, both our teams and guests. And those are just the right things for business. Nope. Okay. So, you know, it, it's, it's just funny to me that he says that because I posted a reel on, on uh, Instagram. If you haven't seen it, you can go check it out. So basically what I was saying is I'm explaining, cause everybody seems so shocked that target, Bud Light, Ford, Adidas, Nike, are doing all these things. Now, now the North face are putting trans people in their ads or, you know, whatever. And are me and you against it? Yes. Are we for it? No. And the reason behind why these companies are doing this type of shit is um, in order to get funding for loans or, you know, whatever to move their company forward, they need to meet an ESG score. And the ESG score is put down by the financial institutions um, for you know, okay, you, you need to meet this ESG score and who's pushing that the world economic forum, because most of the financial and funding institutions are members of the world economic, um, form. Okay. And ESG is basically stands for environmental, social, and governance and refers to the three key factors when measuring a substantiality and ethical impact of an investment in businesses or companies. Okay. So environmentally, they want you to be, you know, up to date on waste and pollution, resource deposition, greenhouse gas emission, you know, the climate change shit. Right. Socially, they want employee relations and diversity, um, working conditions, local communities, health and safety and conflict. And governance is tax strategy, um, executive, executive shit, fucking, you know, the, the everyday like running of the business. So you need to meet this ESG score. And to meet that ESG score, you got to push this trans shit. And what I was trying to say is, so they're trying to meet the ESG score to meet, get their funding. Okay. And who's backing it? The World Economic Forum. And why are they backing it? Because they want to basically break down and erase everything that is American in this country. That's why they're going after iconic brands that are 
in this country. Sure, some of them aren't owned Amer- by Americans anymore, but they are account- iconic uh, American brands. Right. And by going after those brands, it's it's degrading how Americans identify and look at themselves as Americans. And I'm not saying you need a company to identify as an American, but when you start chipping away at small things like that over time, it becomes a bigger thing. And then eventually, you know, you're not going to be able to, you're going to have a trouble identifying as an American. They started with taking the pledge of allegiance out of schools. Yep. You know, it's all starts there. So then why I'm telling this story is because you had a fucking moron leave me a comment calling me, you know, a snowflake, which is fine. I don't care. <laughs> I'll identify as that because I am white. Um, so he said, I don't understand that it's capitalism and capitalism is to push forward your company with marketing and advertising standards and that it's not an agenda um, this trans shit is not an agenda. It's a way to push your company forward. And that because I don't like it doesn't mean it shouldn't be happening. Well, I got news for you, dipshit. And anybody that fucking doesn't understand what I just said about the ESG, you are marketing towards 0.5% of the population in this country. So that is a horrible marketing move. And then well, what Target did, they're marketing that shit towards children. So that is less than 0.25% of that. And most children of that age, like babies, don't even identify as that shit. Right, because they can't. <laughs> yeah, so you're, so you're literally telling me that's a capital, capitalistic move to market towards 0.5% of the population when you just saw the backlash and retaliation against Bud Light for doing that. And that's an adult beverage. Right. And you're this moron online is going to try to tell me and sound like a fucking a genius when he sounds like a fucking moron. Oh, that's capitalism and it's not an agenda. No, it is an agenda because you're pushing fucking less than 0.5% of the population down everybody's throat. Yep. And you know what? I don't respect companies that are doing this because you could easily go find your funding elsewhere. Yeah. Like I pull it, you know, don't maybe don't, maybe don't do this marketing campaign. Maybe don't do this. Maybe don't do that and save your money and you know, whatever. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's the whole thing with this whole transgender movement and everything. It's the beginning of the one world society because if, if we have that one world society and everybody's brains are all wish-washy with fucking genders, there's only going to be one gender. You know, everything's going to be fucking limited. So Yeah, and the other thing that came out is, you know, he that like that dude's trying to write that shit to me well obviously he support he's a he must be a pedophile and he supports the depopulation of the planet and supports the castration and mutilation of children all because he wanted to stand up for fucking target and that's what target's pushing and you know even it came out that the designer of that clothing line was a satanist and you know that's what they're pushing yeah you know Cause he, he had a thing like Satan loves pronouns. So like, you know, on one of his shirts, I don't think it made it to target, but that that's who they have designing their products and pushing towards children in the gay community. So that, that says a lot right there. Yeah, it does. So, it does. you know, it's crazy. Um, if you are boycotting target and Bud Light, keep it up. Fucking shit needs to happen because everybody needs to understand that we are not with this transgender shit right it's fine if you want to be trans but don't push it on the kids exactly. that's what everybody's getting pissed off about and the thing with bud light is that stupid fuck is trying to erase women yeah and he's making a mockery of yeah. women and fucking oh fucking so sick 
So the men in this country, you know, they really showed, showed up and, um, you know, they stopped buying Bud Light. So we need the women and the mothers to, uh, put the target bag down in the red card and stop showing up there and continue to stop showing up there. Yeah, it's funny. I actually saw a video. A guy was like, yeah, we, we got to stop going to target, um, because of all this, all this fucking tucking bullshit. Um, he's like. Go back to Walmart. If everybody starts going to Walmart, don't worry. I think they'll put a Starbucks in Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, the Target did release a uh, statement yesterday. The Target statement on the 2023 Pride Collection. For more than a decade, Target has offered an assortment of products aimed at celebrating Pride Month. Since introducing the year's collection, we've experienced threats impacting our team members since the safety and well-being while at work. Given these vital, I mean, volatile circumstances, we are making adjustments to our plans, including removing the items that we've been, been at the center of the most significant controversial behavior. Our focus is now moving forward with our continuing commitment to the LGBTQIA plus community and standing with them to celebrate Pride Month and throughout the year. Yeah, so the stores in the South are pulling this shit off. But the, I guarantee the stores in the north are just putting in it, and I did see an article about this, that they are just putting it in a different location in the store that's not forefronted right in your face. Right. So you got to go search it out. But it shouldn't even be in the store, if no. the, the children's shit. And secondly, this is a weak-ass statement like Bud Light had. Yep. They didn't apologize for what the fuck they did. They just assume it's okay. And you know what? You got conservatives all over the country saying, yeah, this is a win. This is a win. This is not a win. This is a weak ass fucking statement and trying to um, walk everything back like it wasn't a big deal. And you know what needs to happen? Everybody needs to keep their fucking foot on Target's throat until they they get they do need the Bud Light treatment. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they do. And like we've talked and about. North Face. Yeah. And North Face. Well, North Face fucking. No, North Face isn't that big. They're, they're just trying to. They're, they're just trying to fucking hopefully get some business <laughs> yeah yeah so well, they're, they're never going to apologize because the, the ceo like he said he's for it yeah and he's only do it reactionary to to what's happening in social media so yeah, yeah it's never going to be an, an, an apology obviously anheuser-busch never going to apologize so that's pretty sad and then i got one more uh article from becker news New Senate bill would create a federal agency to police Americans for misinformation and hate speech. Great. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's been nice doing this show, guys. (laughs) A new Senate bill would create a federal agency to police American speech for misinformation and hate speech if passed by Congress. The bill was... Uh, brought forth by Colorado U.S. Senator Michael Bennett and dubbed the Digital Platform Commission Act DPCA as the senator announced legislation would create an expert federal body empowered to provide comprehensive sector-specific regulation of digital platforms to protect consumers, promote competition, and defend the public interest. The new federal digital platform uh, commission would have the mandate, jurisdiction, and broad uh, set of tools to develop and enforce uh, thoughtful uh, guard, guardrails for a sector for a sector that has been left for too long to write its own rules with serious consequences for everything from teen mental health to disinformation to anti-competitive practices that have 
hurt small businesses, the senator argued. Target's not a small business. No. <laughs> Neither is Bud Light. No. As a country, we would take pride that most of the world's uh, leading tech companies were founded in America, but they aren't startups anymore. Today, they rank among most powerful companies in human history. It's past time for a thoughtful and comprehensive approach to regulating digital platforms that have amassed extraordinary power over the economy, society, and uh, democracy, said Bennett. We don't have to choose between letting digital platforms write their own rules, allowing competitors like China and the EU write their rules, or leaving politicians in Congress. We should follow a long precedent in American history of empowering um, an expert body to protect the public interest through common sense rules and oversight for complex and powerful sectors of the economy. The new Federal Digital Platform Commission would have five commissioners appointed by the president and confirmed by the U.S. Senate. It would be staffed by experts with a background in such areas such as computer science, software development, and technology. So it goes on, but basically what it, what they're going to be doing is they're going to be everything that the right or conservatives are saying is going to be disinformation and everything that the left is promoting or part of their agenda is going to be right. And it's going to be constantly up on the social media. So it's basically what AI is. Yeah. Because you ask AI anything about the left and, oh, it's great. Right. You ask about the right, not so great. Yeah, exactly. But that's going to wrap it up for my articles. You got anything else to add? No. no. All right. If it's your first time fucking watching this, well, not watching because now you're going to be listening if you're on YouTube and Rumble because we can't, We the, the video files are getting too big and our our computers aren't able to handle it we need to upgrade but um if it's your first time on um youtube and rumble and you're listening or watching depending on what it is fucking hit that subscribe button the notification bell leave us a like let us know in the comments how we're doing and then on your uh, podcast um directory or platform hit that follow button if it's your first time here rate the show give us a like comment let us know how we're doing and while you're on there you can um, head over while you're following everything and, you know, cause you're like, wow, I like the show. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at checkers underscore and underscore MJ. And yes, we are posting shit on there that you are not seeing on the show. You might hear about it, but you're not seeing it. Um, then you can head over to truth at the underscore realist underscore uncensored. And if you're listening and you're like, wow, they're on YouTube and rumble. Yeah. You can find us at the realist uncensored. That's one word. Okay, and you'll see our picture, hit that subscribe button, and then go on in and fucking do your thing. You can also email us at therealistuncensored at gmail.com. That would be show ideas, articles you want us to cover, fucking talk. Uh, maybe you want to have a conversation about something we said on the show. Um, I don't know. Maybe you need to sell something on Facebook Marketplace and you need to talk to MJ. Um, also... Uh, we di I did upload the link to that World Health Organization article, and we'll be adding um, the one MJ was talking about. Um, and with that being said, you can find episodes dropping weekly, Wednesday and Friday, so be on the lookout for them. And we do have MJ's vaulted message Mondays on some Monday. Some Monday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, enjoy your weekend. We know it's a shit show out there with everything going on, but, you know, try, try to find some good in 
Yeah, everything. and keep keep boycotting the child trans movement. Yeah, fuck Bud Light, fuck Twitter, and fuck the North Face. Exactly. And Nike and Adidas. Oh, and Ford. <laughs> yeah. With too, their yeah. gay raptor. Right. <laughs> <laughs>